right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. And shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. I've got a voicemail set up where you can vent your frustrations and leave your questions or comments at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, we're now less than one year away from Election Day 2020, and the uh, campaign is going to begin in earnest now. I think we're just a couple of months, three or four months away from voting um, in the uh, in the Iowa caucuses, and the uh, the Democrats' campaign will heat up. We're going to have a, a, a lot on the Democrat race. There have been some interesting developments there. And uh, we're, on today's show, we're going to catch up on impeachment and uh, and all of the other skullduggery going on in Washington, D.C., where the deep state is making one last push prior to Trump's re-election to try to uh, knock him out of power. But uh, I want to start by uh, talking a little bit about the uh, the Jack Ryan series on Prime TV. I'm not going to do any spoilers, so if uh, <clears throat> if you're going to watch it, don't worry about that. But I do want to comment just generally about the, uh, uh, the, the topic and the setting for this show. Um, it's a Jack Ryan series. Of course, uh, Jack Ryan was the character created by Tom Clancy, who is no longer with us, so Tom Clancy didn't write this, this, uh, this current Prime uh, series, miniseries. If you're not familiar with the way uh, Prime does this and a lot of the other streaming services, they they release a whole season at one time now. So you can binge watch it if you want. Um, I don't usually do that, but uh, we we watched it uh, over the last four days. I think it's eight episodes. But it's set in Venezuela. And... um, it's got Jack and the CIA and uh, the State Department going down there and uh, basically uh, engineering a coup. Um, it is, uh, according in the lights of today's Hollywood, a, a just coup that's overturning a, uh, a corrupt regime, but a coup nonetheless. And you have to wonder... If the uh, the Marxist dictator that uh, is in charge of Venezuela uh, right now isn't uh, just loving this, that Hollywood is uh, producing a uh, a very powerful piece of propaganda uh, that the CIA is uh, is down there mucking around in Venezuela's internal politics. Now, to tell you the truth, I don't um, oppose the CIA. Uh, involving itself in uh, the politics of Central and South America to the to the degree that they're trying to prevent um, China and Russia and other uh, nations from g- 
getting a foothold in the Western Hemisphere. It's called the Monroe Doctrine. And it basically said that in the Western Hemisphere, we are going to stand up for the right of uh, people's self-determination and against any uh, any meddling by the uh, the former uh, great powers to uh, establish a foothold in this hemisphere. Well, that's exactly what has happened in Venezuela. Um, the co- communists in Cuba, uh, still acting as a client state of Russia, have uh, have propped up and empowered a Marxist uh, overthrow and the total and complete impoverishment of what once was the most prosperous nation in South America just loaded up with natural resources of oil and minerals and a lot of this is covered uh, actually in the uh, the Jack Ryan series in, in this, uh, this season. But, I, you know, I can't help but believe that Hollywood uh, is playing right into the hands of uh, the, uh, the Marxist dictator Maduro down there. And, uh, and you sort of get a tip-off early in the series when Jack Ryan, who has uh, since last season apparently become a, uh, a lecturer at a college, probably one of the Ivy, Ivy League schools that uh, educates and prepares our next generation of CIA spooks to uh, to go to Washington and try to uh, overturn the will of the people. But uh, this is sort of a tip-off when Jack Ryan is um, lecturing the assembled skulls full of mush. So why is this country in the midst of one of the greatest humanitarian crises in modern history? Let's meet President Nicholas Reyes. After rising to power on a wave of nationalist pride in a Nationalist pride. So he, he starts off by saying the current corrupt president of Venezuela, this is a fictionalized version, is a nationalist. Let's meet President Nicolas Reyes. After rising to power on a wave of nationalist pride, in a mere six years, this guy has crippled the national economy by half. He has raised the poverty rate by almost 400%. Luckily for the rest of us, he's up for re-election. So... Who's running against him? This is Gloria Vinaldi. Now, Gloria is a history professor turned activist. She's running against him on a social justice platform and on the strength of, in my humble opinion, just not being an asshole. <laughs> so the, uh, the, uh, according to the Hollywood's fictionalized version of what's going on in Venezuela, the, the country is being wrecked by a nationalist. No. The country is being wrecked by a Marxist. And according to Jack Ryan in this, uh, this telling, not Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, but this version of Hollywood's Jack Ryan, is saying that their salvation is with a, uh, an academic social justice warrior. Fits right in with the, uh, the, the, base, the basic worldview of Hollywood. Analyst predictions as of today have the chances of Venezuela's total economic collapse at 87%. On the news, they'll call it a crisis. But on the world stage, they'll call it a failed state. You've never heard that term. Other examples of a failed state in recent history are Yemen, Iraq, and Syria. If that's not bad enough news for you, 
Well, Venezuela is also the only one of these places within 30-minute range from the U.S. Well, uh, he's absolutely right here. The other failed states are states that uh, the United States uh, and the, the this, our intelligence and state departments and the neocons have uh, have toppled and turned into just massive humanitarian disasters that that uh, is uh, plaguing the whole world. But um, I I would uh, encourage you to watch watch this. It, it's a decently produced series. I keep calling it a series, a uh, a season of a series. But um, you know another thing that uh, that Tom Clancy never would have put. Jack Ryan and in one episode in this uh Jack Ryan actually kidnaps um a a family member of one of the bad guys and uh and lures the bad guy into coming to rescue his daughter. Well that's that's a dishonorable act. Tom Clancy would have never written Jack Ryan <clears throat> kidnapping an innocent member of a bad guy's family in order to try to lure the bad guy. Jack Ryan also, uh, in this season, as in the past season, uh, appears to be uh, <laughs> quite incompetent. Gets a lot of people killed because of just failing to see um, a, a completely predictable consequence of his actions. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'll, I'll just stop by saying that the, the CIA in the real life has screwed the pooch with regards to Venezuela, they allowed Cuba, the Cuban communists to prop up a Marxist regime down there that has in fact completely wrecked the economy and turned it into that failed state that Jack Ryan referred to while they've been over there, uh, you know, dicking around in the Ukraine and in Russia, basically turning a blind eye to China. They've, also forgotten about the Monroe Doctrine. And I'm not suggesting that they go down there and assassinate people or overturn governments, but they certainly should have been more effective at keeping communist Cuba from getting a foothold down there. And I worry, I don't, I'm not completely up to speed on what's going on in Chile. I know there are mass riots going on down there, but I worry that uh, this may be, um, you know, the result of uh, Cuba and and Russia and China um, destabilizing that government as well. Yeah, you ought to take a look at it. It's it's a pretty good series as far as entertainment, but you also ought to look deeply into uh, you know the social justice, uh, cultural Marxist um, themes that run through it. You know, one thing I've been noticing is the Drudge Report that used to sort of be pro-Trump and pro-nationalist has basically gone all in on impeachment. If you go to Drudge Report, which I do less and less, you'll see that the headlines are, you know, beating the impeachment drum and, and sort of parroting the uh, the whole never-Trump media uh, in its headlines and offers very little in the way of a counterpoint, which used to sort of be the bailiwick of the Drudge Report. So I don't know, you know, what's up with Matt Drudge if he's if he's uh, bought into this notion that um, Donald Trump is somehow anti-homosexual or something and that he's getting his revenge. Uh, 
Drudge has for the last several years um, constantly run ads, you know, uh, advancing the LGBTQIA agenda plus. And maybe, um, you know, maybe that's got something to do with it. But the, the Drudge Report, which is a very, very powerful platform, probably more powerful than, uh, than the, even the New York Times or the Washington Post, has now gone all in on impeachment and, uh, and really, um, you know, represents uh, part of the resistance at this point. You got to go to uh, Breitbart and the Gateway Pundit and uh, and some of the other uh, more in depth opinion sites like um, uh, American Greatness, PJ Media, especially the American Thinker, to get your news now. But um, one thing that's up with Breitbart that uh, continues to sort of confound me is if you read their headlines, it's almost as if they're trying to demoralize uh, the the right. And, the Trump, and Trump supporters. Now, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to inflame them by putting quotations from the mainstream media in their headlines. But what they're doing, in my opinion at least, is they're actually end up parroting a, a, a lot of these, uh, these talking points that the resistance media is, uh, is advancing. They need to be more about uh, trying to buck up uh, the right wing and uh, and Trump's supporters, instead of just constantly repeating the uh, the talking points from the resistance in order to try to inflame Trump's base. Of course, the best uh, the best outlet right now, in my opinion, uh, for um, pushing back against the dominant um, resistance narrative is uh, One American News, as far as a media outlet goes. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to catch up with the, the latest um, defense of El Baghdadi by the mainstream media. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Whether you're moving in together for the first time, this can be your closet, or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. So if you go over to the Drudge Report right now, you'll see uh, the top of the top headlines. You know, Drudge has usually has a headline with a picture above it. And then above that picture, there is this sort of breaking news. Um, in the, the page right now, he's got the results of three of these bogus polls, all designed to shape public opinion to support impeachment. He's got three headlines. One's the Fox News poll, which he says is 49% want Trump removed. Then an NBC poll, 49% want Trump removed. MSN poll, 52% want Trump removed. Now, there's no critical uh, examination of these polls whatsoever. And each and every one of these polls, if you dig deep, oversamples the, uh, the Democrat respondents by about 14 or 15 points in order to achieve 
this uh, this illusion that a majority of people want Trump removed. This uh, this you know um, it was the New York Post that blew the lid off of this uh, this methodology. Their push polls, of, if they're anything, and the way they ask the questions and the samples they take are designed to achieve the result of the people that are paying them. And it sort of tips you off that Fox News, um, you know, it, while they're perfectly happy to achieve these ratings in their evening opinion shows, um, really, when you get right back, uh, right down to it, uh, Roop or uh, James and Lynch on Murdoch are right on board with the resistance, and uh, and perfectly happy to uh, to see um, this impeachment effort go forward. I don't know, you know, if if this is because uh, impeachment is going to be a ratings boon to the cable news channels or in the case of um, Fox News, whether I know it's the case for the other networks that they're rabidly anti-Trump, but in the case of Fox News, whether it reflects a, uh, a never-Trump mindset or if it's just a, a, a push for ratings. So... That you know, we're witnessing the death of uh, the Drudge Report as as we've known it. It's no longer a conservative outlet. It has gone all in on uh, on bringing in uh, another Democrat, or at least uh, you know, going through with this impeachment charade. So you know, um, all last week, the uh, the resistance media, the Democrat media. We're trying to turn the uh, uh, the killing of the ISIS founder and leader uh, Bukhar el Baghdadi into a negative for Trump, and they did it by two things. One is um, you know mischaracterizing Trump as having tried to take credit for it, and two, uh, it took the form of sort of trying to rehabilitate Baghdadi and and. <laughs> somehow claim that um, he wasn't such a bad dude after all. And now the latest line uh, that they're taking, you would have thought that one week of, uh, of this pro-Baghdadi coverage might have been enough. But old Brian Stetler, George Costanza, Brian George Costanza Stetler over there at CNN, uh, took to Twitter this weekend uh, pursuing this... Uh, this ridiculous line that, um, you know, Trump could not have known whether or not Baghdadi was whimpering and crying before his death. His tweet said, uh, when Trump delivered the whimpering line, many officials assumed he had spoken with some of the commandos who carried it out. But as of now, the White House is not confirmed. <laughs> Here he is uh, actually on CNN's air pursuing this whole line. And so he seems to have made it up. This is par for the course from the president. But we shouldn't get used to this. You know, we teach our children to tell the truth. And we teach our children that the president is supposed to tell the truth. Really? (laughs) Total lack of self-awareness. Brian Stetler on CNN's air talking about we teach our children to tell the truth. The most dishonest media outlet, probably major media outlet in the history of the country, Stetler is uh, is uh, championing the truth 
and uh, pursuing this line that Trump couldn't possibly have known whether or not Baghdadi was whimpering and crying. And so he seems to have made it up. This is par for the course from the president. But we shouldn't get used to this. You know, we teach our children to tell the truth. And we teach our children that the president is supposed to tell the truth. So even when the United States is celebrating a major military victory, uh, I think we should still hold the bar as high as possible for the president of the United States. Uh, you know, Stephanie Grisham, the White House press secretary, took issue with the New York Times reporting and said here, is it not possible just to celebrate that a terrorist, murderer and rapist has been killed? Yes, of course. I think it's been very clear for a week there's been a celebration. Well, it was not very clear for a week that there was a celebration. There was no celebration in the mainstream media. And certainly no no celebration on CNN's air. There was basically a, an attempt to uh, vilify the president for, for getting Baghdadi. And now Stetler is using it as some sort of uh, bludgeon to try to claim that Donald Trump lied about it. Well, first of all, um, as many of my listeners have uh, emailed me, uh, you know, this, this effort to say that Baghdadi died like a dog and that he died crying and whimpering was a psychological um, operation by Trump to try to demoralize the uh, ISIS fighters and, uh, and deny Baghdadi some sort of martyrdom, um, you know, uh, legacy. But Brian Stetler is going on as if he just made it up without knowing whether or not the president, in fact, had spoken with any of the the um, the special forces that conducted this raid or any of their their commanders who might have had firsthand information. He's so anxious to paint Trump out a liar that he is basically crapping all over a major win in our war against terrorism, and he's doing it while waving the banner of truth. These people are the most despicable, really disgusting human beings that you can imagine. Um, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas caught up with Jeff Zucker in an airport. I think it was Atlanta airport because he was going up that huge escalator that goes from the, the spine up to the terminals. And, uh, and he's asking him, you know, about uh, the the anti-Trump uh, nature of his his cable network, and about the sexual harassment revelations that have come to light as part of his his uh, undercover investigation. Jeff Zucker looked like a mole that was drug, drug out of its hole. He refused to answer questions. He kept his head down. He was actually putting his nose in the armpit of the guy that was in front of him to try to hide his face. And um, really, I mean, you got to go on and, and watch this. This guy had been pulled out of his, uh, you know, his little uh, snake pit over there at CNN and, and caught out in the real world and asked, some very reasonable questions by somebody who is much more of a, uh, a reporter than anybody at CNN. And Jeff Zucker, instead of facing, you know, his questioner, hid his head in shame and, um, and refused to answer any questions or even utter a, a word as if, as in no comment or, uh, you'll have to contact my office or anything like that. You got to see that video clip. 
We've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about impeachment, the whistleblower, bogus polls, and the state of the Democrats uh, primaries right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. We'll be right back. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And welcome back to Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So if you thought that last week's vote authorizing this impeachment charade, inquiry they like to call it, that uh, went down on almost complete party line vote uh, with all the Republicans voting against it, plus two Democrats, and all but the two Democrats voting for it, if you thought that that was going to bring any levels of transparency or, or an end to the star chamber that Adam Schiff has been running out of the Intelligence Committee where he... Uh, you know, uh, conducts selective leaks to friendly media outlets in order to try to drive down the president's approval numbers. If you thought that 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 was going to come to an end as a result of this resolution, you're wrong. Apparently, he's going to be allowed to continue his work for at least the next two or three weeks. And uh, and I guess what they uh, they did this this resolution as 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 another show you know, to allow them to uh, claim some sort of legitimacy while at the same time denying the president of the United States due process in this, this effort. And now the big thing to come out is, um, of course, Adam Schiff says that the testimony of the, uh, the whistleblower is not necessary. And as part of this resolution, he's got veto power over any witnesses that the Republicans want to call. And so if the Republicans try to call anybody who is not in keeping with Adam Schiff's, um, you know, theory of his case, then he'll just deny them the ability to call witnesses. So you have to ask yourself, what happened when this all of this started? Adam Schiff was uh, was all over the media and Twitter saying that um, he 
looked forward to interviewing the whistleblower in the next um, week or so and hearing what he had to say. Well, of course, it was shortly after that that uh, we learned that uh, both Adam Schiff and the whistleblower had lied about any prior contacts between Adam Schiff's staff and the whistleblower. And so now they want to uh, to keep the whistleblower in the witness protection program, actually not the witness protection program, the non-witness protection program, and, uh, and keep us from learning whether or not he coordinated with Adam Schiff's staff and, uh, and to what degree these two staff members of Adam Schiff's are part of the same, um, the same impeachment coup uh, conspiracy. And the crazy thing about this, of course, is we've got this transcript of the call, which all of the witnesses, uh, including the ones hostile to the president, like uh, Alexander Vindeman, claim is an accurate representation of what went on. And we know that there was no quid pro quo. Uh, Kellyanne Conway was on um, CNN this weekend on Reliable Sources. (laughs) Hell of a name for a show on CNN. And she had a copy of this transcript and tried to hand it to the host and and ask the host to circle this so-called quid pro quo that they insist exists despite us being able to see that it did not. Of course, the, the host continued to try to obfuscate and, uh, and confuse the issue and refused to, uh, to take Kellyanne up on her, her offer. Well, if there's a quid pro quo... Why can't they point to it? Why are we why are we allowed to just believe this anonymous whistleblower that uh, is now hiding behind the shadows? The latest uh, development is the whistleblower's uh, attorney, Mark Zaid, says that uh, the whistleblower wants to answer uh, Republican uh, congressman's questions in writing and keep his anonymity. Of course, at this point, we everybody knows who the whistleblower is. It's Eric Ciaramella. I've been pronouncing it Ciaramella. There's no H there. I don't know, um, you know, where the where the H sound comes from. But uh, I'll take everybody's word for it. It's, it's Ciaramella. He is a uh, a CIA mole that worked uh, for Joe Biden. Was a Ukrainian expert. Uh, traveled with Joe Biden to the Ukraine many times. Worked directly for John Brennan and worked in uh, the National Security Council during Trump's transition and is widely suspected, at least by me, of being the guy that uh, that leaked Trump's uh, phone calls early in his administration with the uh, president of Mexico and the prime minister of Australia. But now he, this the same Eric Chiramella who says that he doesn't want to testify because he wants to maintain his anonymity that has already been um, blown. And Chiarmello, the the real Chiarmello, has not denied that he is the whistleblower. If you were not the whistleblower and it came out in the national media that you were the whistleblower and you really, uh, and the Democrats really believe that uh, by, you know, exposing the whistleblower, it's going to uh, threaten his safety. If all of that were true, then Eric Chiramella would come out and say, no, I'm not the whistleblower. He hasn't done that. The reason he hasn't done that is because he's, he is the whistleblower. We all know he's the whistleblower. 
and uh, and the whole anonymity argument is out the window at this point. But he's going to cling to it like his uh, to his dying breath. Well, that's poor choice of words. He's going to cling to it um, like dear life because he does not want to come and testify in open in an open setting and answer these questions from the Republicans that will blow the lid off of this whole impeachment coup. Sure. Somebody. And I think the whistleblower is probably the most important witness because this one person in Washington launched this entire impeachment inquiry, and yet we have no access to him. We can't talk to him. We don't know who he is, and he won't testify. Sir, what's the strategy behind Adam Schiff trying to keep you away from answering those specific questions you just laid out? I, I have my own thoughts about that. Think? I, think, I, oh, I wow. personally think that... Uh, it's come out in the press that there were conversations between Adam Schiff and his staff and the whistleblower and that this complaint was all a contrived, you know, concocted uh, event that took place to move forward with impeachment proceedings. Yeah, Adam Schiff was all about the whistleblower testifying until we learned that uh, he had coordinated with, with uh, Schiff's staff prior to filing the whistleblower complaint, uh, complaint and then lied about it on the whistleblower form, which should uh, expose him to some degree of, uh, of lying on an official government document. You sign that document under a uh, penalty of perjury, and he lied about it specifically, said he, that he had not had any contact with any member, uh, any, uh, with Congress about this. And this is why, in that resolution that passed last week authorizing this uh, this impeachment sham, Adam Schiff made darn sure that he had control of, over the witnesses. I've asked them for a proffer of which witnesses they think are relevant. And I have to say we have concerns that they're going to propose a bunch of witnesses that have no bearing, that they can use merely to smear the president's opponents or for other improper purposes. Now imagine that you're in a court of law and you're defending yourself, and the president is defending himself and the 63 million voters that put him into office. And you wanted to call a witness, and the judge said, well, no, uh, you know, we're not going to allow you to call that witness because uh, I don't think it's relevant. Or actually, it wouldn't even be the judge making that determination. It would be the prosecutor. So you're trying to defend yourself against uh, you know, deprivation of life, liberty, or property. And you want to call a witness that you think uh, will expose wrongdoing on, on the part of the prosecutor, and the prosecutor gets to decide, well, no, that's not relevant. You're not allowed to call him. That's the process that Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi have set up in the House of Representatives. Let me play that clip one more time. I've asked them for a proffer of which witnesses they think are relevant, and I have to say we have concerns that they're going to propose a bunch of witnesses that have no bearing, that they can use merely to smear the president's opponents or for other improper purposes. Improper purposes, says Adam Schiff, as in getting to the bottom of his uh, staff's coordination with this whistleblower and whether or not this whistleblower has been a longtime uh, deep state mole trying to sabotage this administration and what his uh, associations were with Joe Biden and the corruption that uh, apparently took place in 2016 using the Ukraine as a source for, um, for ginned up uh, smears against Donald Trump. There's no reason now 
for this whistleblower not to testify. We know who he is. Is Eric Chiarmella. If if he's not Eric Chiarmella, Chiarmella needs to say it is not him. The truth of the matter is there's no whistleblower. This is just another one of these deep state resistance operatives using his access to classified information to forward this uh, deep state coup against the duly elected president of the United States. I played a clip on a Friday show, but it, it bears repeating uh, uh, just, just so you can really understand clearly what's going on. This was a, a, a panel being conducted somewhere in Washington, and they had one of the former acting directors of the CIA, his name is uh, John McLaughlin, sitting up on stage with John Brennan and uh, Margaret Brennan, um, who, who uh, hosts Face the Nation, asked him this question. But there is something unique, you'd have to agree, that now oh, totally. the impeachment inquiry is underway, sparked by a complaint from someone within the intelligence well, you know, community. The, the funny- it feeds the president's concern and often use term about a deep state being well, there to take him you know, out. Thank God for the deep state. <laughs> thank God for the deep state lying and leaking and trying to engineer a coup in this country. So you don't, you really don't have to speculate about it any longer. The, uh, the heads of these, uh, these agencies are now coming out and admitting it for the whole world to see. You've got John Brennan, James Clapper, uh, Andrew McCabe, and others who were deeply involved in this, uh, this spying operation against the Trump campaign, now as paid consultants to these resistance cable media outlets, pursuing um you know the overturning of of an election and now you've got this john mclaughlin it's reached the point he is a former deputy director and acting cia director um who is just admitting what's going on out in the open for god and all the world to see thank god for the deep state (laughs) 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 i mean i think you know, everyone here has seen this progression of diplomats and intelligence officers and White House people trooping up to Capitol Hill right now and saying these are people who are doing their duty or responding to a higher call. They're doing their duty and responding to a higher call by saying that the president disagreed with the so-called uh, interagency consensus and uh, therefore ought to be removed that is basically what Alexander Vindeman testified to, that he was concerned that the president was violating U.S. foreign policy. Well, guess what, Lieutenant Colonel? The president sets U.S. foreign policy. Your opinion is irrelevant. You are there to salute smartly and carry out the orders of the commander-in-chief, not to second-guess him and try to participate in an effort to remove the commander-in-chief, and what I want to know is, is there going to be a, uh, a military in, uh, inquiry into whether or not Alexander Vindeman leaked classified or privileged 
information concerning that call to this Eric Chiramella. If he did, that would be a violation by mishandling classified or privileged information, and and, uh, and Vindeman would be subject to a court-martial. Oh, Jim, you're you're vilifying a, a Purple Heart recipient, uh, a, a man in uniform. Well, I've worn the uniform of the nation as well. I've been decorated. And what I'm telling you is what Alexander Vindeman uh, is credibly accused of would land uh, most service members in the brig. If he did, in fact, if he is one of the sources of uh, Eric Chiarmella and this whistleblower complaint, then he, uh, he, buy, he mishandled classified information and should be made to answer for it. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to catch up on the latest developments on the campaign trail with the Democrats. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. So I mentioned these bogus polls at the top of the hour that overweight Democrats in order to achieve the desired result that shows a bare majority in favoring not just impeachment, but also the removal of this president. Um, but if you dig deep into the tabs, you realize that what the, the, the way they're getting these numbers is by radically oversampling Democrats. The state of affairs right now is that 89% of Democrats support impeachment and removal. 89% of Republicans oppose uh, impeachment. And a, uh, a slim um, plurality of independents also oppose it. 41% of independents support impeachment and 43% of, uh, oppose it. At this point, independents make up uh, the largest block. But if you ac- uh, accurately weighted these polls using the methodology that was contained in the uh, New York Post uh, column, you will find that uh, the support of impeachment hovers down around 43%. And uh, the truth of the matter is the president's not going to be removed I'm convinced at this point that they're never going to get 20 votes. They may get a bare majority in the Senate that um, votes in favor of removal. They've already got three. Uh, I believe they've got um, uh, Pierre Delecto, uh, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski. Uh, And if they got uh, one more, um, then they could uh, outvote, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Republicans, even with, Vice President Pence's vote and uh, and have a majority for removal that they could use as a uh, a club during the upcoming campaign to say that 
the majority of the people's representatives voted to remove the president. I don't think it would make any difference. I think the Democrats believe it will make a difference and will lend some legitimacy to this uh, impeachment effort. I think they could could, um, impeach the president and vote to remove him, and he could still run as a private citizen in this uh, 2020 election and win re-election. I really believe that. But um, Como had uh, Adam Schiff on his uh, his CNN show, and this is what Fredo asked Pencilnet. Last question: uh, At this point in your investigation, do you believe there is a, any legitimate chance that this president would be removed from office? Uh, you know, look, I don't want to prejudge uh, really? even what we decide in the. He doesn't want to prejudge. He'd been talking about impeaching the president since. Uh, um, shortly after Inauguration Day, but now he doesn't want to prejudge. Look, I don't want to prejudge even what we decide in the House. Uh, we're going to finish our investigation and the public testimony, and then... Public testimony? You're still operating behind closed doors in the star chamber trying to assemble these leaks and drive down the president's uh, uh, poll numbers and denying him any sort of due process. Uh, as a deliberative body and in consultation with our constituents and our conscience make a decision on whether the remedy of impeachment is warranted. Do you think there's a chance that Democrats won't go for impeachment? Uh, You know, I don't want to speculate about uh, what the decision will look like. Uh, And, uh, you know, I would hope that if it comes to impeachment, that in the Senate, senators keep an open mind. Uh, I think every senator, if it comes to that, is going to need to ask themselves, am I really prepared to bless the actions of a president to withhold military assistance. Well, what he's got, to, what they have to ask themselves, are they really prepared to put any sort of stamp of legitimacy on this impeachment coup that the Democrats, led by this bug-eyed um, liar, the most dishonorable, discredited member of Congress, are they prepared to even consider it? And uh, right now we've got, 50 co-signers of this resolution in the Senate uh, condemning the Democrats' um, denial of due process for the president. And apparently, old Mitch McConnell is not going to bring it to the floor now that they've, they've passed this, uh, this resolution in the House uh, for an impeachment inquiry. Never mind the fact that they're not abiding by the impeachment inquiry. They're moving forward with this star chamber that denies the president due process Oh, Mitch is just uh, not going to not going to bring a resolution, a Senate resolution to the floor that's got co-sponsors, fifty co-sponsors, including himself. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what to make of that. But uh, Margaret Brennan, the same Margaret Brennan that was uh, uh, moderating that that panel in which the CIA admitted that there was a deep state um, had, who was it? Uh, he was sitting down with, oh yeah, it was uh, Andrew or, um, oh shoot, the uh, the representative from California, McCar- McCarthy, not McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. Uh, Margaret Brennan had him on Face the Nation and McCarthy pointed out that, uh, you know, what they're trying to do is overturn an election, and Margaret Brennan was having none of that. 
Remember what you're asking. You're going to change the course, the very fabric of democracy today, based upon someone wrote a written question of somebody that wasn't even on the phone call, that had hearsay, even though we all know what the transcript said? Well, Mike Pence would become president. Really this it wouldn't far undo the we... election results. Mike Pence would become president. It wouldn't undo the election results. People didn't vote for Mike Pence for president, Margaret. People voted for Donald Trump to restore an America first agenda to Washington, D.C. to go in and drain the swamp. And he's gotten more done in three short years with the steadfast, almost unanimous resistance of the swamp to try to bring him down. He's turned the economy around. He's finally got the, uh, the wages going back up for workers. He's protected jobs by securing the border and, and reforming trade deals. He's kept us out of any escalation in foreign wars and is trying his best to overcome the deep state resistance to get us out of these uh, disastrous Middle East wars that uh, they drug us into. And Margaret Brennan says, oh, it wouldn't overturn the election. Oh, it wouldn't be such a bad thing. That wasn't even on the phone call that had hearsay, even though we all know what the transcript said. Well, Mike Pence would become president. It wouldn't undo the election results. If the president were removed, Mike Margaret, Pence you're, would Margaret, you, Margaret, you're, Margaret, you're really saying today on national television that somebody who was not on the phone call, that you have the transcripts of the phone call, no big deal, just remove the president of the United States over a phone call? No, that I'm just saying that it wouldn't undo the election. Believe. It would put the vice president yes, in it the would undo. commander-in-chief spot. <laughs> no. President okay. Trump was duly elected as the president of the United States. And okay. I think democracy is too precious to think that somebody who's not on a phone call, that cannot stand before the American public um, and answer the questions, that somehow we would change the course of that. Yes. And, and particularly in this, um, the case of this president, the American people expressed their will in 2016 to send an outsider to Washington to overturn and reform the disastrous policies that have been implemented under both Democrat and Republican presidents. He has done that. He has fulfilled his mandate. He's, he's doing it. Secure the border. Protect jobs. Get wages increasing. Restore prosperity. Cut through all of the administrative state's red tape. He's doing just that, and as a result... The establishment in Washington is melting down and just de- demanding that he be removed. Can you imagine what effect that would have on the body politic? Well, let's run over to the uh, to the latest happenings on the campaign trail. Of course, you've heard by now that gun-grabbing Beto O'Rourke has dropped out of the presidential campaign. Probably the most incompetent gun grabber in the history. This is this guy is no uh, Joseph Stalin or uh, or Adolf Hitler. He ran right up against uh, the determined resistance of people in this country to protect the Constitution. He went on uh, what was his announcement? He said, uh, "I've always uh, spoken truth to power, and." Um, and uh, determined that we had to take certain uh, de- definitive actions to protect our country, which all sounded very strange to me because it always seemed to me that he was just talking out of his butt while flailing his arms around wildly. But he's gone. He's followed uh, Eric Swalwell to defeat on this uh, this gun-grabbing agenda. 
And I think the next candidate to go is going to be Kamala or Kamala Harris. Um, she is closing her offices in New Hampshire and uh, apparently going all in on Iowa. And when she uh, blows up in Iowa, uh, she will throw her hat or will uh, throw the towel in the ring as well. She's down under 5%. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard has, in fact, moved ahead of her in the, uh, in the polling. Um, and, uh, and Joe Biden is now in fourth place in Iowa. <laughs> the Democrats, they, they, they uh, keep telling us what um, skilled politicians these Democrats are. But they've basically uh, blown up Joe Biden's campaign. Uh, because it's exposed his corruption. He is now polling uh, behind the the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, the, the last president of the United States who has not even received the endorsement of his own president, Barack Obama, is now trailing the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> so you've got... Uh, uh, Focahontas leading. She can't win a general election. You got Bernie Sanders second. He can't win a general election. Pete Buttigieg, who can't even get the votes of the blacks in his own party. The three leaders on the Democrat side. This is why they're so determined to try to take Trump down because they do not have a candidate. They do not have policies. And it's the only thing that they've got left to them. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network for another edition of Right Now. I look forward to talking to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.